Meanwhile, off the coast of Madripoor. I spent my whole life riding the line, always afraid to cut loose. Wish I could say the same, Iceman, mate. This gift of mine I definitely got me mileage out of and left enough bodies in my wake. Being part of this feels like restitution for the old days, yet I think this crew is bringing out the best in me. Let's get to it, Pyro. Uh, sir, uh, sit rep. Uh, the Krakoan vessel has deployed a, um, a protruding, uh, pyrotechnic, um, ice sculpture. I think it's a dick. Yes, sir. I think it's a dick. Uh, uh, hold on. What? Uh, 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 Private Johnson needs to tell you, uh, uh, more detail. Here, you talk to him. You talk to him. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm pretty sure, Op, they're doing, yeah, those are definitely veins. You're definitely doing ice veins, and I don't. Does that look circumcised to you? I can't tell. Is it oh, just give me the give me the radio. Okay. Sir, oh. Yeah, this 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 is the general again, sir. What we're trying to say is, um, they created a dick, sir. A dick made out of ice, and instead of semen, it's. Oh um, wow! Oh, that's so cool! It's coming fire! Oh, it's coming fire, sir. Oh, that's cool. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 180. Nope, not even close to that. 175 of. <laughs> Actually, let's do episode 180. Uh, no, we don't know what books are coming out. Episode 175 of Comic Book Queers Legacy. I am your host, Brett, and I'm joined by the better host, Evil Jeff. Hi, Evil. <laughs> not after this episode. Not after this episode. Oh, don't throw. Are you taking a dive? Oh, I'm just, uh, I'm literally on like maybe a combined total of like six hours of sleep since Friday. So, Evil Jeff, um, have you been editing a lot of drag based comedy? Yes, yes. I'm editing some music videos for some famous drag queens. And I'm not going to say which drag queen, but because oh damn it! Because if I did, I, all I will say is if you did find out who it was, you would feel very attacked. Now you don't know who it is oh, because shit. you don't know the reference. I think there might have been a clue, but um, if you're a fan of Drag Race, you would know who that is. Um, anyway, so I'm just my brain is mush, but I'm thinking I'm gonna have fun. I probably am not gonna remember your name or the names of comic books or the names of anything, but let's do okay. it. Okay. Well, my name is Zweig, and <laughs> you're very tired. I'm very tense. I am very tense today. Let's let it out. Let's let it out. I am in a very bad mood. My metric, or my, I'm sorry, my goal for this episode is I'd like to end this episode in a much better, more relaxed mood than are I am you? Now. Are you vaccinated yet? No, girl. See, I that's why am getting so vaccinated on Saturday the 24th. There you go, girl. I'm telling you, because for me, my next thing that I'm going to do later this week, I'm going to go get a massage. <gasps> I just did that. Oh, my God. Wait. I'm excited. I haven't done that in like over a year. Evil, I will say this. I just got a massage. Ooh. And I will say, it happened. <laughs> it happened? Yes. Like you mean a happy ending? Yes. <laughs> did I you, couldn't believe did you, it. Did you, I mean, was it, did you get massaged oh, I by a man? It. Yes. I mean, pretty much. And I That's was like, what will happen. I was like, I was like, oh, he's getting very close and I don't mind. And clearly he sees that I don't mind and up, oh, he doesn't mind either. Yeah. I think that's usually the telltale is if you're aroused then they're then usually they just go with it. I mean, it's like the same effect. Like they want to relax yeah. you. Exactly. Because yeah. I and then someone's like, they always do that. I'm like, no. There's times where I just want a massage, and I don't get aroused because I'm not wanting that. And they don't. Right. They don't suddenly try to grab your like. Right. Hey, <laughs> hey you. It's not like a fucking. Hey, like, get on. <laughs> Trying to give you a massage here. <laughs> but you know. If 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 the if the if anyway I don't know I yeah. feel like I feel like, like being I with- feel like I feel like I like I I was like listen my body is a machine if you push a certain button it's gonna do a certain thing like I wasn't necessarily like yeah 
you know? Yeah. Um, but just let it happen. And then I screamed, now fuck me. And he like, he was like, time's up. Oh, and I'm so what embarrassed. a bastard. What a I bastard. I screamed it. Um, I will say when I was a porn director, one of my favorite scenarios to do was the masseuse. And there was two Mm -hmm. scenarios and it's the only two types of scenarios you can do. You either had to have the strict professional masseuse and the dirty client with something else on his mind. Or you have the strict professional client with the dirty masseuse. There always had to be someone that was like, what? That's not what I came into this situation Can I add my, I think my ideal is athlete and sports massager. Right, right. But still in, but but no, but in that scenario, one of them isn't thinking there's going to be a happy ending. Oh, right. And I feel like it's always the masseur that is the horny one in the in the sports scenario like See, the athletes like, what are you doing i've done i've shot both and they both can be fun where the masseuse is like trying to be professional but then the guy gets so hard he's just like oh fuck and he's like touchdown yeah i did another one where literally the guy the masseuse i had him get hard and as he was like massaging his hard dick kept just like brushing up against the guy's head and he's like is that your dick <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another one where his like he was massaging him and his hard dick is pressed against the guy's butt he's like what is that he's like um a massaging tool <laughs> <laughs> um anyway um, let's get to some hot topics what do you think hot topics hit it what do you gotta hit hit hot topics so we've got a lot of X-Men news that I think you and I should talk about, my X-Men loving friend. Well, I will start with the only thing I saw is I oh. um, saw on Marvel, they showed a clip, like a, like a page thing, of two X-Men in the running, um, two X-Men in the running to be a new X-Men in the voting situation, finding out that they lost. Now, which one do you mean? Because there's more than one, my friend. Wait, What? Yes. I only read one. I read one with Forge and Strong Guy. Oh, you haven't even read the one you're going to freak out about. No, wait. What's the, is the one with Boom Boom not making it? It's Boom Boom and Tempo in another one. Oh, and neither of them made it? What happened to that one? It's so funny. So Boom Boom is wasted. She's double fisting and she's like, Tempo, can you believe that you and I used to kill each other all the time? Oh my God, and now we're in the running for X-Men? And Tempo's like, don't need, she's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, you're like, like, slow down, slow down. And so she slows (laughs) Boom Boom down and Boom Boom's like, we're cool. And Tempo's like, nope, this is horrible too. And so she just fast forwards through the whole thing and it ends with like, Boom, boom, hysterical crying on her knees. Like, why don't people like us? <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's fantastic. Um, the reason why I think these are just original, I'll call them, well, I would call them skits, but I don't like that word. So I think these are comic book sketches. Okay. Um, skits belittles the art. <laughs> uh, right. These are just like little original snippets, sketches, um, ways for Marvel to tell us who is still in the running for the last X-Man. Okay. Zeb Wells did, I think Zeb Wells wrote the Matrox Forge strong guy one. Yeah. And then I can't remember who wrote Wait, was Matrox um, in the running too? No, no, he just showed up at the end. He just showed up in the end. Okay. Yeah. I don't remember who wrote the other one, but um, that means, and I just, what a delightful way of like scenes from the Hellfire Gala. As a way to say, so these may be snippets from another comic, like from Planet Size X-Men or something, but I mean, maybe it is like maybe Planet Size X-Men is one of those anthology books, like one story per page, maybe. Yeah. And these are some of those stories or maybe these are just original social media things. Things? Interesting. So we, we have Armor, Banshee, Marrow. Polaris. If fucking Marrow makes it, I'm going to slit my wrists, Brett. Cannonball and Sunspot. Um, Evil Jeff, I will guarantee, well, I'm probably going to be wrong, but I will give you my 
very strong point of view on why it will not be Marrow when we discuss X-Men books later in this show. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. A whole bunch of new X-Men books are dropping, and I did not even realize it. Oh, yeah. So our second hot topic is this Reign of X kind of teaser announcement list of books coming out. So Reign of X says in April of 2021, we'll get Children of the Atom from Vita Ayala and Bernard Chang did that. Soon, as you know, we're getting Way of X by Cy Spurrier and Bob Quinn. Yes. Evil Jeff. Have you seen the teaser image for that? No. Who's on it besides Nightcrawler? Dr. G. D. Nemesis? Oh, I love him. What is he he doing with religion? I thought it was all about religion. Well, we don't know what's up with our friend Dr. Nemesis because not only has he grown out his beard to be like handlebar mustache, long gray beard, a la that look Captain Britain, Brian Braddock was rocking for a while. Yeah. But he's also dyed his hair pink and orange. Wait, what? Wait, didn't yeah. wait, didn't he have a mask? He throws his mask off in the panel. His mask is thrown off. And he has a f- and oh, he's okay. got big bushy hipster beard and dyed purple and orange or pink and orange hair. What is that about? And he's like, fuck it, dude. I don't know. I'm like, hey, after the pandemic, you can have any personality, right? Well, I guess also masks just mean something completely different now after the pandemic. Yeah. So, Although I think, I do think that the Krakoan drugs made the pandemic not happen. And I think the pandemic doesn't exist in the 616. That's my theory. When we talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier later... I'll really talk about how a pandemic doesn't exist in that world. But uh, so that's Way of X. And then the other April, oh, I'm sorry, May is um, Teeny Howard and Alberto Poche, uh, Foche, Poche, Foche um, with uh, X Corp, number one. With X Corp. And is Marrow and on that team? Right now, all we know is that it's Monet and Angel running the X Corporation. Oh, well, why did you... You know, as we discussed, the sales and marketing side of the pharma thing they have going on. Why were you saying you knew that Marrow wouldn't be in it? Oh, because when we talk about Marauders... Oh, oh, right, right, we talk about X-Men 19, I will talk about it. Oh, do you think that's leading to another book? I think X-Men 19 is telling? Anyway, um, June will get the Hellfire Gala throughout all the books, and then... Evil Jeff, in July, yeah, we're getting a new X-Men number one. Not a big surprise. We knew there was a new team coming, but they're starting over at number one. Why? That Why? Book, that book is being written by Jerry Duggan and drawn by Pepe Larez. Yay, finally. Yay, that's why. But I still don't understand why. Why does it have to be number one? I just... I. It doesn't Sales. make any sense. I know it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Well, it just makes it a lot harder to like search for them. Let me find X Men number one. Which one? Volume There's twenty six. of them. Yeah. Um. So that's in July. In August, we are getting a classified new number one by Leah Williams and Valerio Shiti, who is currently drawing Sword. Okay. And then we're also getting a classified new number one by Jonathan Hickman and an artist they're not revealing. The artist is redacted. If that one is not Moira, I'm going to blow my brains out again. There's so many. I'm threatening suicide every five seconds. I have to to think that one is Moira. Don't threaten suicide every five seconds. (laughs) It has to be Moira. It's Moira. Oh, my God. I've been waiting for you, Moira, for so long. Come uh, back to me. Well, that's exciting. Be worth it. That's exciting. Right? That's exciting. So there's a lot of new X coming our way. Hooray. But let's talk about some X now. Hit it. I want your X. Come on. So we have two weeks of X books to catch up on, my friend. So let's take it way back. Way back in the Wayback Machine to X-Men number 19. 
by Jonathan Hickman. Um, we finally, we finally see what and get conclusions of like what happened in the vault. And the answer is a shit ton of things. And the answer is also, um, I hate it when <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, if you did nothing, you would have been in a way better place. <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, this whole entire thing is like, the, all of this happened and, oh, everything's a million times worse. And it's all because we literally went in there. How is everything a million times worse? Um, Darwin. Oh, yeah. No, that's if Darwin up. did not go in there, the children of Adam kind of, what not, the children of the vault would have been like, oh, we can't beat the X-Men. We don't know what to do. Right. But now they... And now they've, they've, they've figured adaptive. out using Darwin, they've figured out now how to beat the X-Men. So they done fucked up. Yeah. But let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. It's how many, like 500, 600? How many years? I mean, it's like a thousand. Like a thousand years. Fuck. That sink Darwin and X-23, I call her Talon, are trapped in the vault. Living lives, trying to attack the children of the vault, trying to stay unseen. Um, There is a data page, a timeline, very reminiscent of House of X. Yes. That shows you kind of what their movements have been over the over many years and also the evolution of the children of the vault of them trying to of them trying to like everyone's trying to figure each other out yes um, like adapt to best the other even there's a point where all three of them for like 100 for like 100 years separated and were doing their own thing and then they reunited and then yeah. clearly um uh X23 she said she went by Talon she used to be called Talon for like a second. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> um, X-23 and Sync start bumping uglies. Because, I mean, it's like, come on. Like, who would? They don't I mean, just, yeah. And then they finish by being deeply in love with one another. Yes. And, um, and then uh, Darwin fucking gets kidnapped. And but here's the thing is, is Darwin alive or is he dead? Like, I'm... What did they do to him? Like, is he... Right. It kind of, in a weird way, reminds me of... Remember in um, Powers of Ten when there was, like, that one android telepath X-Men character? Yeah. And they kind of, like, put her brain in this thing. And it was, like... It kind of was like that to me of, like, what they did to Darwin. Just, like, stasis over time, pulling information, data, whatever... Because was he was he brought back to? He was not. So okay, so that's the thing is, so they're assuming that he's still alive. Yeah, so they're assuming. So basically, this story ends with Sink and Laura trying to get out of there. Laura stays behind to let Sink get out of the vault. Laura is killed. Sink escapes is killed outside of the vault. But so that's, Darwin... that's one thing before we, and then Darwin was it, but I just want to bring up real quick of like the protocols of when the backup happened. Did they must've have some kind of thing of like, if we see the vault opens, we need to make sure we do a backup immediately. You know, I have to say yes. And this was one of the few moments where I was proud of Charles Xavier is when Sink, I mean, he left that vault. He was outside for like 10 seconds max before they killed him. But Xavier got him. Yeah. Which, like, I love but that he Xavier did came not in with the literal save. But he did not get Lara. He did not because get she died inside because the vault. She died inside the vault. So they fucking, both of them come back. And he just, Sink just looks at Laura like, there you are, my love. And she's like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> yeah, because Sink, Sink has all of his memories from the thousand of years in the vault. Laura does not. Laura is reset to when she went inside the vault. So Laura has lived countless lifetimes that she does not remember. But Sink remembers. And here's why, Evil Jeff. Marrow will not be on the X-Men. Because I feel like we have just guaranteed that Sink 
and Laura will. Okay. Because look, this, ooh, come on. Don't, don't give me the duo of, I know that we've lived thousands of years together and you are my soulmate and I, we, we are of one mind. Wait, is Sync one like, of the people that you can vote for? No, but that was just for the last member, the oh, final okay. member. There's a whole other. So I read this and I'm like, well, you have just created this amazing history and dynamic between these two characters. I'm now convinced that these are two of our X-Men. I would like that. I'd be down with that. Yes. My right? thing, though, is I'm very depressed about Darwin. It'll make for some good villainy. Okay, Darwin is the new um, Rain Sinclair of the X-Men. Because oh, no. if you think about it, how did Darwin, what, what did we find out? He literally was murdered immediately on Krakoa, the original Krakoa battle to save the X-Men. He was part of that initial X-Men team with Vulcan. And he was like on on the island of Krakoa, just like basically half dead until he got rescued for decades. So that Wasn't was he like awful. Living inside Vulcan, Vulcan or, or something. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, like hibernating. Yeah. And so now he finally gets to live his life. They give him a part in X Men. Uh, uh, um, first class. First class. Horrible <laughs> death. Horrible death. Literally could have survived that death first of all it's a horrific death second of all easily could have survived it yeah if they had just cared about the character and uh and now we're fucking now he's going to be for thousands of years trapped and being tortured come on we need justice for darwin can we please get some justice for darwin? justice for darwin for fuck's sake Ugh. um to close my earlier point though we we're definitely going to have x23 on the X-Men, how can we have Marrow? It is so redundant. Can we just have... Okay, I'm going to be like... You hey, can have Marrow and Laura. Hey, Marrow, um, I have a mission for you. Will you come with me to Otherworld for, um, for a second? <laughs> just for a sec. We just got to oh, get some oh, mustard. Oh, no. Did you just get poisoned? Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Um, anyway. Oh, well. X-Men. So... But, like, right? Like, I will be so disappointed if Sync and Laura are not now part of this new X-Men team because we need soapy drama. It's yes. the X-Men. Yes. And this is some soapy drama right here. Yeah. He's like, don't you know, you love me. And she'd be like, I'll cut your fucking balls off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fine, you can cut them off because as long as I'm with you, they'll grow back. Yeah, and Sync is like super powerful now because he was resurrected. Come on, all, and all it the looks signs like, are but saying. that's the thing is, it looks like he can sync any powers, not just to mutants' powers. And I would say because mm. he can sync the Children of Vault, I bet you he could sync Captain Marvel. I bet you he could sync. You know what I mean? Like I think he could yeah. sync anyone. Listen, what if they were building this new X Men team, just being like, we need a new Rogue, we need a new Wolverine, we need a new Nightcrawler. You know, and like that's how they were building it. I love it. Sinks our new rogue. Laura's our new kind Wolverine. Of like children of the. Animal. I'm the new Nightcrawler. What else did we read? We read. Um, do you want to talk about Marauders or Excalibur? Um, I like them both equally. I think so. I I don't. I I'm fine. Let's talk about either of them. Marauders because it's number nineteen. Excalibur is number twenty. How about okay. that? All right. All right. Marauders, we the, uh, Pyro and Iceman grow a, a dick sculpture as a distraction. What they do, it's effective. They also call themselves the two. Which is also very weird, as he's developing this relationship with Pyro, and I still want to know what the fuck happened with him and the other Pyro. He was fucking Correct. the other Pyro. Yeah. And also, what is happening with him and Christian Frost? Yep. All in due time. Inquiring minds want to know. I just love that these two are carving out a friendship. I would say, as somebody who wrote a play about what it's like for a gay man and a straight man to be best friends, I will say that I'm invested in this heterosexual, homosexual friendship. However, they're all mutants and they're all mutant sexual, so it doesn't apply. Yeah, it's all up for grabs. 
Hey, it's all look, up for grabs. If Cyclops is taking it up the butt, it's all up for grabs. I mean, these two are, you know, something important to one one another. I mean, I'm they sure probably sex just is on the table. I'm sure it's more like they probably just like rent a bisexual porn together and beat off. <laughs> right. Yes. And like Iceman, like like cools his balls a little bit. He's like, "Ooh, mate, stop." Can Iceman cool his cum as he's ejaculating so yes, that he's he can Omega. so that he can shoot basically like cum bullets into somebody? Yeah, he's Omega. Great. It's great. Um, just a side um, note since we just brought that up. As you know, I read um, an equal amount of of gay manga <laughs> as well as X-Men and there yeah. is a supernatural manga I'm reading called Pearl Boy. And it literally, the plot is this no. guy comes pearls, and he's been kidnapped by the mob, and have him gang banged so that they can get the pearls and sell them, and then this guy comes to like rescue. It's for some reason, it's actually really good. It's actually really really good. But everyone's like, "What are you reading?" Oh, it's just like a story about a guy who comes pearls. Pearl boy, he's a pearl diver. <laughs> He's a pearl comer. I mean, diver. Anyway, Pearl Boy, read it. The main guy is so hot. I'll send you a picture of him. You'll 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 read it yeah. after that. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Marauders. Um, it looks like they're they're basically if they go because of all the UN sanctions, they're kind of stuck offshore. But the Verendi is basically going to blow everything up. Yeah. <laughs> and have the Reavers just destroy all of Lowtown. Yeah, because they just want to build like high rises there. They're one percenters. And so they decide to Morlocks it and go into the sewers. Yeah. The, and the, bring the actual one percenters versus the sewer people. It's it's gorgeous. The sewer people have never been cooler. We've never liked the Morlocks more now wait a minute they showed this morlock that was there in that old oh, x-men issue yes girl. that looks like did you Jean die Grey. yes i did, did but i was bliss? like i was like i thought that like, person what was that from did that person real that is one of the worst do you remember do you remember that arcs. fucking panel where people were like oh my god it's jean gray and she was like Bleh! yeah and she had this thing come out of her mouth <laughs> like i just think it's so cool that they left that character bliss like in that x factor ish uniform costume that's what i was like wait a minute (laughs) if you look it's not there's no x on it it's not the x factor costume it just looks a lot like it yeah that is crazy like she's not jean gray she just some for some reason this is what i want i want bliss I want it revealed that Bliss is the original Jean Grey from the 1960s comics. (laughs) 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 Pre-Phoenix. Ever since Phoenix, Jean Grey has not been Jean Grey. Jean Grey is actually Bliss. Where the fuck did that... What's the the big deal? Echo's Phoenix now. Oh, is that who ended up getting it? Echo? Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. What the fuck ever. Oh, King and Black ended. Um, Venom is a god now. That's all you need to know. Venom is a god? Yeah. <sighs> what about his son? Uh, he's fine. <laughs> um, oh, just real quick. Did anything interesting happen in the Wiccan and Hulkling King and Black? No. <laughs> okay. No, it's just cute. It's just cute. All right. So what? What? How did? What? Anything else interesting happen with Marauders? Mm. Great relationship with Iceman and Pyro. Morlocks take back Lowtown. There. There's another thing. Marrow is like, I'm going to work in this bar in Madripoor, so she's not going to be on the X Men. Good. And Jerry Duggan wrote this. He's writing X Men. He put her in her place. He's like, it ain't her, folks. Yeah. Fuck you, Marrow. Um. Bishop takes down. The Dr. Frankenstein kid on Hellfire Club. Yeah, his little, his like Reavers. He kind of takes that down. Yeah. Um, Morlocks take over the bar. They're great. It ends with Bliss's little 
mutant tongue thing. Having a drink. Now here's what, what it I will what say. Yes, yes. Here's the one thing I will say. X-Force has the protocol to use deadly force. Um, they they need to fucking kill the Verendi. Like, you just have to kill. Like, mm-hmm. if you were a good government, Xavier and Magneto would have kill orders. on. Like, I mean, come on. Kill orders. Yeah. Kill orders. Yeah. Please. But they're, ki- they're kids. <laughs> Who cares? Oh, my God. All right. Let's talk about Excalibur. Alice. You know, I will say this. As great as Marauders is, I notice that you and I spend a significantly less time talking about it if Emma Frost is not in the issue. That's true for anything. Right. <laughs> okay. But let's talk about Alice. Oh, Alice McAllister. Evil Jeff. Evil Jeff. I can't. I can't. When I read... <laughs> That her name is Alice Malice McAllister. I am like, that's the best thing I've ever. That is the best piece of X-Men information ever delivered. But I love that the fact when it's like, hey, whatever, how where did Malice come from? Oh, I'm gonna do all of this. And the interesting thing is at first I was kind of like, in this, it's all just like, we need to bring Malice back. And I'm like, she was um she was part of the original Marauders. They're awful. And I guess it was like, oh, I guess if they gave um, Grey Crow uh, a Redemption. pass. But then, yeah. I, but then I thought about it again. She didn't really take over until Polaris. And I don't think she really killed anyone. I don't she think... Was I awful. Don't, she was awful, but I don't think Malice... Like, Malice didn't kill all the Morlocks. No, in fact, wasn't Malice like she joined after the massacre? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I think all of the worst things that they did, she came after. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, just a kid, literally a kid. Yeah, she's just a teenager. She's a fucking like. kid who oh accidentally God. left, used her powers, and left her body. Yeah, I love all of it. They don't explain the choker. They don't have to. It's just a thing. But is she now just karma? Right? Or like does she like have to leave her body to do the thing where karma's like, I'm fighting and I'm gonna take over you and you and you yeah, and we're f- yeah. still fighting. You know, does malice like drop to the floor when she well, who knows, but inhabits. that's the thing is once you get resurrected, your powers kind of start improving. But so what a great character to be like, you know what? We've used this plot device of a character for so much. Like, let's turn her into a character. Yeah, let's make her a person. Make her people. And basically, that's what happened. Is they they kill her. <laughs> they kill her and resurrect her, but um, but they're like, now be good. And she's like, mm, okay, yeah. But one thing that we did note is there is this kind of. I mean, I'm almost like wanting them to become lesbian lovers of Betsy Braddock and uh, Conan. Like they are realizing that because they their powers were so intertwined for so long, like they can each handle each other's psychic blades. They can like manipulate each other's powers. It's yeah. fascinating. And so it's just kind of like, oh, as much as we might not like it, we actually work really well together. Of course. Very as much as we are like repulsed and repelled by one another, we're actually like two sides of the same coin yeah it's great who doesn't love that who also doesn't love emma frost being so pissed that she got taken over (laughs) that she she went to her diamond panic room (laughs) and stood there angry waiting for it to all blow over (laughs) i love that panel she's so mad oh it's so good Xavier's like, no, Emma Emma basically just got the fuck out of there. And I was like, oh, is it safe to come out yet? Oh, so my great. God. Yeah, it was fun. It's really good. I'm interested to see, like, where she shows up again or if it's just kind of like, no, she's there, but I want her to show up somewhere else. Yeah, is it like, oh, I needed to fill an issue, so... So I did Malice. But I seriously would love, like, she's walking around and then Polaris is like, hey... What's your name? What's your name? 
I'm Malice. What? I'm, I'm, I'm Alice <laughs> McAllister. Mm, funny. I thought you said Malice there for a second, but why would you have? Oh, no. Wait, I'm is Malice. that a choker? What's that fucking choker you're wearing? <laughs> but Polaris would be like, wait, hold on. Malice, your name is Alice McAllister. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess the name the name doesn't seem so intimidating anymore. Oh, well, that's the X-Men. Like if it would be like if if my mutant name was like Threat. <laughs> it was like, oh wait, your name's Brett? Oh, okay. Oh, I heard a new fun thing where you um replace the first four letters of your first and last name with fuck. So fuck it. Fuck it. Fuckness would be my name. <laughs> fuck it. Fuckness. Do I win that game? That's the best one. Well, mine's um, fuck it, fuckness. mine's uh, fuckery fuckubbin. <laughs> fuckery fuckubbin. Fuckery fuckubbin. It like kind of works. Fuckness. It kind of f- works for everybody. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> that's good. It's good. We like it. Um. So that's them X-Men books. Can we get a Hellfire Gala? I can't wait. Can't wait. But know what else I can't wait about? I can't wait to talk about some Falcon and the Winter Soldier. What a segue. Hit it. Someone who watch superhero sci-fi stuff with me. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Falcon Soldier. Falcon Soldier. Um. So this was a. I believe this this was a masterpiece of an episode. I think. Well, are we talking about? We have. We are we going to talk about just the last episode because we haven't talked about the last two episodes. Oh yeah, we'll talk about it in general. We'll talk about it in general. Um. Finally, Revenge Lady shows up. What's her name again? (laughs) I'm never going to remember it. Io. Um, the girl from Dora Milaje? No, 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 no. From the TV show Revenge. Oh, scandal! No, Revenge. Um, Sharon Carter. Sharon Carter. Thirteen. Emily Van Camp. Emily Van Camp. So she shows up, and I. She's the person I was like, yay! She shows up, and I love that she's kind of like. Um, do you realize when the Civil War happened? Um, all of y'all, <laughs> like I kind of got fucked over. <laughs> Because yeah. of all of you assholes, I was like, "Oh my god, she got fucked over." Now she's like, "I'm just living a life of crime." You can all imagine, poor fuck off. Yeah. Also, you know you're the power broker, right? Is she the power broker? Oh, absolutely. Oh, please. She has got power broker written all over her. See, there's at the end girl. credits. There's another dude. Who looks like, um, and and so I feel like he might be the power. Because you know how Emily Van Camp. What do you mean, a, like a graphic or a name? Like there's a graphic because you know how like Emily Van Camp, like oh. her, she was kind of blurred out in the end credits, and it wasn't until she actually starred in it that then it showed her, and it was like her name. Yeah. There's like another thing like that, and I'm wondering if there's another oh, really? person that's going to, that did... that'll be the power broker. So two things on this. One is. I feel like this show has been edited down to fit in its current capacity. And I'll speak more about that later. So I can see there being graphics that suggest kind of original plans. And anyway, I think the, 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 to me, like the bet, the most straightforward storytelling a la don't you fuckers get it. It wasn't Mephisto. It was just fucking Wanda the whole time. Yeah. Uh, it would be for Sharon to be revealed as the power broker. I mean, the power I identity is very much a thing. Would love that. I, I, I okay, but if she, but if is she 100% is hundred percent where we're going, wait, but if she is the power broker, then did she just take them to where that dude was who made the serum just so that Nemo uh, Zemo could get rid would of him? Kill him? Maybe to take him off the here's, table. Here's one thing: why maybe not. And and here's this is something I don't know if it comes down to editing or if I don't I don't know if this is intentional. One of the scenes where she's back on the phone with Sam, 
she all of a sudden like she has to deal with the fact that they took out Nagel. She's like, you killed the golden goose. And it seems like she's more affected by that than she's letting on. Yeah. What I'm trying to get to is that in a later scene, she has a bloody lip and bruised knuckles. So I don't know if that is just editing or like they pulled a scene from earlier, like after she had been in the fight or did she get fucked up? Did she get roughed up because Nagel was killed? But if that's so true, that does that mean she's broker. not the power she's working broker. for the fucking power broker? Okay. Interesting. Now I have heard a rumor. There is internet rumor happening that there is going to be somebody likely in episode five that is going to be a character who is a, a pretty major Marvel character who has not been introduced in the MCU proper yet. This character is played by an award-winning actor and there is rumor mill that big actor, big character, one that we will recognize is still going to happen. So here we go with Mephisto shit again. If any of this is true, to me, the only logical answer is that it would be Vincent D'Onofrio as the kingpin. Ooh. So oh, I like I that. Think, I think the odds, I, I think the odds are 95% Sharon Carter is the power broker and they just piece that together. I think there is a 5% chance if the power broker, that the power broker is someone else if the power broker is someone else, I think there is a 20% chance that it is D'Onofrio as Fisk. Can we also just talk about how um, Madripoor is the place they went to? How about that? Madripoor. X-Men. That is an X-Men place. Yeah. That is an yeah. X-Men that place. Is, that's Wolverine territory. Like that so... is Wolverine 101. Is it more racist? So Madripoor is known for being uh, no Asians, <laughs> a country of crime. So that's was no like, Asians. oh, if it's this crime country, is it more racist to make it an Asian country, or is it right. less racist to make it because it's not an Asian country anymore? So yeah. I I can't I can't figure out which is because yeah, it kind of bothered me that it was like, why is it that not is Asian? True. But then it was but like, also, do we want it to be? Yeah. So I can't decide which is worse. Yeah. Did you know, though, that um, they originally had a website for Madripoor? I have. I actually went on it last night. And it had um, some references to X-Men stuff in it. Yeah, it had, I think, a boat named Mystique. Yeah. Yeah. And Dakin. They were like, don't do that. And then they took to it out. People. And then yeah, they took they them were out. Like, these, they were like, they can't handle shit like that. People will go fucking berserk and they will make all these assumptions that will become quote unquote reality. And then when we hit them with what we're actually doing, they'll all be disappointed. So, But that is going to happen no matter what. <laughs> yeah, but especially if you put a boat named Mystique, like people will get way too carried away. Oh my God. And they will hate so everything stupid. you do. After like that. me, I'm just like, oh, that's so fun that they put a boat named Mystique there. Ooh. Right, but instead, like for some reason, things like that are now political. Right. Here is now. Here is my twenty-minute episode on the Mystique boat at X Men confirmed in the MCU. <laughs> Have yeah. you noticed, like every thing, every episode of Wandavision, and is and uh, Cap, oh and, and it will Mephisto. be for Loki too. It'll be like it'll be either Mephisto or X Men showing up or Fantastic Four. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to say that I'm going to throw in my criticism right now before I go into the thing that brought me more joy than anything ever. Okay. I need this show to be more courageous. If we're going to do Sam Wilson didn't want the shield because he understands the two Americas, the America that Captain America symbolizes and the America that actually fucking is and that as a black man, he could not 
take up the mantle and he wasn't even sure if he wanted to in the first place as a black man like we need to do this harder we need to do this more clearly and we need to do this with a stronger point of view i think i agree with you and i think this show is also suffering from being in the shadow of wandavision i think wandavision just hit it so far out of the park that everyone's expectations are so high that even when you watch this amazing, great, good show, it's not, the twists and turns aren't mind boggling. They're kind of just like a good show. Yeah, thriller. Yeah. And and Stand that make, and, and that's the thing is you make it, because I will say by the time, we, you, we all know what's going on with US Agent. We all know what's going to happen with him. We all know he's going to be the bad guy. We all know he's going to take that damn serum. Like, you know what I mean? It's all like telegraphed very easily that you can see it but happening. I want them to I want them to be more explicit. I want to under like I want it to be clear that this is white mediocrity. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying is right now it's like because I can see what's happening you really need to, yeah, you need to punch it further because they're very subtly bringing up all these issues of race. And I agree with you. They need to Don't not be do subtle. It subtle. No, I agree. They need to I just want, flat out say it. I am like, I am hanging by a thread of being disappointed that there has not been a, an Isaiah Bradley follow up. If we don't have that story, then what the fuck are you doing? Like, it. I, and I know it's probably coming. I know it's probably going to be Sam's source of inspiration to take the mantle back up. But, like, we need to be clear. Like, this needs to be about Sam more. And this yeah. needs to be about Sam's experience and Sam's point of view and Sam's goddamn family. Like, this needs to be about Sam Wilson more. Don't get me wrong. I love the Bucky shit. And I'll get into in a moment. But I think we need to kind of like slow our roll on Bucky and get more into Sam. I think you can do both. I think you can do both. You can do both, but we need more of this Sam Black Captain America story. Like, I I just really want Marvel to show some fucking balls and take a stand and take a stance. Yeah. And here's my other little complaint the woman who plays the the main, you know, nemesis. Yeah, yeah. She's kind Flags of boring. Venture. She's kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like yeah. I feel like they needed. I don't know if it's the writing where they need to give her a little more. Of, so here's where here's where if it's the it actress. So it's the editing. Um, there was clearly a virus story, and they cut the whole thing out. There are so many scenes involving the Flag Smashers where not exposition, but like plot information that moves things forward. You never, ever see the actors saying them. The lines are always like um, said over a reaction shot or an establishing shot. So they never made it clear what that woman they were so obsessed with died from like the the woman they're all like oh my god she died she died we're like who the fuck who who died yeah why who do who cares like i really believe that there was a some sort of virus kind of story arc involving the flag smashers and all of that was taken out and they reshaped the whole flag smasher story why because i feel it's missing something why would they take it and out? I, th- I think it was well because it was it hit too close to home. Oh, it, with it the virus. Oh. Yeah, and so it probably would have been called out for being insensitive too soon, whatever. Oh, for but Christ I really, really sakes. do think that there was some kind of virus. another thing. The pan- coronavirus has to ruin another show. Yeah. <laughs> so I think the flag smasher story has been edited down to something else because they couldn't tell the original story. If you go back, you're like, oh shit, yeah, like. Every single important piece of Flag Smasher plot information, you never see the actor saying it. Well, they need to do a better job of giving them something else then. Because right now, I agree, it just feels like there's something missing. Yeah, no, I think it's a good story of them wanting the the 
pre-blip back world you know like the it's, world yes but 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 the the world was better but we're not really seeing i i don't really see the struggle that they had they haven't right. really no, shown the struggle that you yeah like because that's is they're really showing her as a sympathetic character so that you'd want to be on her side but i'm just kind of like but why you're showing right. her, you're editing her, you're portraying her as sympathetic, but you have not given me a reason of why They're, I would be on her side. I think their story has been drastically cut down and reshaped, and it suffered. But I mean, one of the things I am liking is um, Walker uh, finally takes the serum. Yeah, yes. And, uh, and he... Um, his his partner dies. Was it De- De- Battlestar? Battlestar. Mm-hmm. Battlestar gets killed, and then he, in front of all of social media, murders uh-huh. one of the flag, one of the flag, sm- yeah. the flag smashers. Yeah, flag smashers. The flag smasher who admitted he used to look up to Captain America died looking up <laughs> to uh-huh. Captain America. Uh, yeah, Walker is white mediocrity who is put in a place over black excellence. He's the twitchiest. Like, if you notice his physical muscle spasms. Yeah. Like, twitchiest, most out of control of his body, most not aligned with himself. Person who, to me, is like, <laughs> represents like the white moderate. You know, yeah. Uh, like, who's it a bad guy? Like, I think that that like the black woman in the locker room with him, like, might have been his wife or his girlfriend. Like, he has got a black best friend. He's got a black wife, maybe black girlfriend. But at the same you know, time, they've also alluded that when they were in battle, they did sketchy shit. They did. They did fucked up shit, and they won medals for shit that mm-hmm. they should not. Like very Agent Carter, where you find out like the the army medal receiver is like a scumbag and did this horrible thing. Yeah, Chad Makamari. But so everything John Walker represents, like, be more fucking explicit about it, please. Now, I want to talk about (laughs) probably my, like, easily one of my top moments in the MCU ever. The beginning of episode four. Of which part? Where they show the deprogramming moment of Bucky. Oh, yeah, that was so sad. It was so sad and sweet where Io, you know, who was the first Dora Milaje we saw? We saw her in Civil War. So she was, oh, okay. She was, okay. That's where I was like, was she in the other movies or is she a new character? Oh, yeah. She's been in all the other movies. Okay. Yes. Um, Looking fierce as fuck. Not much dialogue. Yeah. But fierce as fuck. Yeah. that scene with her and Bucky where she takes him way away from Wakandan civilization and says the deprogramming word or the programming words to Bucky and he has those flashbacks and he has you know that that emotional scene and she says and you know she gets through the words and nothing happens he's great he's not the winter soldier and she says you are free and he looks up at her about to cry as if to say like I don't believe you say it again and she says it again and he like breaks down crying and I was like like honestly was she saying those words in Wakandan yes which is weird like they work in any language that's what I was gonna say because that's what I was like does it I was like yeah can it be any language those words but I like that that was one of the most emotionally powerful scenes I've ever seen in Marvel. Because I will and say, Sebastian Stan did it with no dialogue. Because of that, I I I lost the emotion because I made a joke about like, and then he walks away, and then someone says it in English, and he starts killing them. Yeah, and they're like, oh yeah. oh, whoops. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tonal misstep there. Um, watch it again, and just be quiet, no bits. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it is it is very powerful. And then if you like think about the timeline, I think they say like six years earlier or something, which means like I, I watched a video on YouTube. It happened like about a week before Infinity War. So he had like zero time to be free and just had to go right back into a battle. Yeah. 
shit. But Andy, we also learned something interesting is that um, Wakandan technology comes with a price. It sure does. And they had just basically, she just turned his arm off. So did you see so the fucking funny. jerk on Twitter? Like the, the old director of Teen Wolf was like, that's really fucked up for the Wakandans to like put that shit in there and bucket it. I was like, what? Like, are you serious? What? <laughs> huh? Oh, I say smart. Oh, we're helping this person that's actually an assassin, and just in case he gets reprogrammed again, maybe this like the deadliest man, the in deadliest the world. arm. Maybe we With should have some control. Untested over. science of like deprogramming this guy. Like, I yeah. think putting something in a place safeguard in case it didn't work was smart. Yeah, fuck you, Teen Wolf. Your free vibranium arm. Fuck you. I wanted her to take the shield because she's like, um, this is made of vibranium. We're taking it back. We're taking it. Sorry. And you know what? That eye is made of vibranium too. We didn't tell you. Um, <laughs> at her last words after the fight, she looks at him and she goes, I watched it the second time I noticed it with the captions on. She goes, Bost, damn you, James. Bost is their panther god. So she basically went, God damn you, James. Yeah. Because they knew, not that, shit, I'll say this. This is what, this is what I want. I want Iowa to be like, we didn't, put the failsafe in because he's the winter soldier we put the failsafe in because he's a fucking colonizer that's why we did it yeah fuck you get off my property i am curious of because we are seeing wakanda and stuff of like where at what point is black panther going to die yeah i don't like what are they doing with that they said they're not recasting no i think chadwick boseman i'm like recast him just recast him yeah i think it's the thing i think it's where people are like oh it's so how can we do that to him how can we do that he's about to win a fucking oscar like he just recast him yeah i i do i because for me i think it's such a symbol it's such an amazing symbol i think i think the symbol is just as important as the actor and killing off the symbol, I think, is awful. You need King T'Challa as a character yeah. in story, like just for the for the like this the emotional benefit of that character, and just for the like the cool Marvelness of that character, like or give it to Dana Garai, give it to Okoye. I know in the comics it's Shuri, in the MCU. It wouldn't make any no, sense no. for it to be Shuri. Shuri's like, she's one... like the Q. She's like, she's too Right. Much... It would be the most yeah. poetically beautiful thing to give it to Okoye. Yeah. Do it. <sighs> oh. I don't even know. I, like, I'm so emotionally invested in this show. I, it, it. Are you going to be okay? I just No, I, I, I'll I be okay if there's a meaningful Isaiah Bradley episode. Then I'll be okay. I'm, also, I'm dreading that. I'm scared they're going to do like show I in want, the past and show I want his journey. I'm going to be fucked up from it. I want Lovecraft country level fucked upness. Oh, I'm scared it's going to be Watchmen episode. What was that? Episode six? Yes. Give me that. Give me that. Give me Watchmen. Give me Lovecraft. Evidently them is... Oof. Is that, that show? Is that Oof. a horror movie or is it just is it a show. drama? Horror show. Uh, but it's supposed to be like real racial violent. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I know. I uh, one plus, day plus it looks like Get Out and it's called Them, like us. Yeah. One, once hey, the Lena, what are you doing? Yeah. Once the world, once the world gets back to sort of normal, then I can watch horrible things again. <laughs> I know. Yeah, my husband cannot take it. Wait, is, did you say is he them, saw the? Wait, is them who's writing it? Uh, Lena Waith. I've heard shit. There's uh, rumors that she's uh, uh, not nice on set. Oh shit! Anyway, I, I'm just surprised. It just feels like a Jordan Peele ripoff. I don't know. I don't know. It's called them, not us. I'm like, wait. <laughs> Stop it. Oh, well. Um, 
I think that's all I want to say about Falcon and the Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah, I, I think I think we I think we did it. I think we did. I think we we Very did good. what we came to do. <laughs> we did that and more. Thank you guys for listening in. If you love the X-Men, if you love the MCU, we're going to be fucking talking about it and we're not going to stop. Uh, next week, we'll probably talk about some other shows that we've been watching and, re- and some other comics we've been reading. So please keep listening. Please subscribe to our Instagram. Uh, follow us on Spotify or uh, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can listen to us and comment. Tell people about us. We We... We are desperate for attention. Desperate. And um, and if and if you're going to tell people um, that read comics, but they're not gay, whether or not they should listen to this, they should read it. Because I hate to break it to you. If you read comics, well, then that makes you <gasps> queer. queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.